Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. In this How to meet your loved ones in the afterlife. That's what we're gonna. I'm gonna move this microphone. It's gonna make a bunch of noise, so apologies. The noise is good. We're gonna keep this noise though. Um, how to meet your loved ones in the afterlife. A lot of people would, know, would like to know how to do that. Because like me, it's very difficult to let go. And, you know, getting, getting closure is, it's a very, a very difficult process. And this actually is, I think, one of the basis the bases for religion is the wanting to know what happens after we die. But for me, it's more personal. It's deeply personal. And so I have been working on how to meet your loved ones in the afterlife. And <clears throat> one of the, the keys in that is or actually a few keys in that are lucid dreaming and meditation because in both of the experiences of lucid dreaming and meditation I have been able to meet people who have died so to speak which I don't really I mean it, for me, it's strange to say died because when I believe in everlasting life or eternal life. But people who have passed away from their physical body, who have dropped their physical body, I've been able to meet them in another realm of existence. You can call it the... In another realm of existence. You can call it the astral plane. You can call it the realm of souls. There, there are a lot of names for what, what happens to people after they die or after they leave their physical body. 
And I have experience of meeting people who have died, or, and specifically one person in the afterlife, so-called. And, you know, one of the main things why this is so important is because whether it's so I'm one of these people who's willing to admit that this could all be products of some type of chemicals in my brain that cause these experiences but that's the last time I'm going to talk about something like that in the rest of this podcast for today what I want to make clear is that the experience in my lucid dream states and in my meditation of meeting with and communicating with and and talking to the person that I love and me saying I love you and and those few words that person knows what that means to them from me saying it and for them to say I know I love you too and even, even if they were just to say I know that experience whether it's just in my mind I just lucid dreaming or meditation is is very healing and my wife Floor Elizabeth Carrasco she died on August 24th 2019 and it's been one of the most difficult experiences that I've had in all the years I've been alive I don't know how, you know, <clears throat> I don't know how I'm still here myself. It's very, very difficult. But what actually helps to relieve a lot of the pain and the, those crazy suicidal feelings and a lot of the anguish and grief and just so many things is... is being able to communicate with her and to believe and dream about and hear her voice and see her face saying that she loves me too and she understands and that it's okay for now for me to be here without her is it's very healing and you know there was a movie or actually not a movie there's a TV show called Supernatural very popular just ended a year or so ago I really liked it. I watched it a lot. I found it very entertaining, but also very educational for many reasons that a lot of people won't understand. But there was an episode in that show where there was a shapeshifter who was not one of the villains. And what she decided to do 
was she took the, the form of a grief therapist or grief counselor. And I'm not exactly sure of the storyline, but, but I do know this, the part that I'm talking about is very clear, is that she would take the form of a deceased loved one. So someone would come to her for grief counseling and they would show her a video or a photograph of the person who died and she would say, okay, wait here for a moment and she would go to the next room and she would come back but she would return in the form of the loved one who that person was grieving for. And she would talk to them and basically ask them questions in, in a way to give them closure of the last things they would want to say to that person knowing that they would never see them again. And that's what the real power of, of lucid dreaming is. In this specific context. And so, again, this, this podcast is going to be titled How to Meet Your Loved Ones in the Afterlife. And that's through learning how to be a lucid dreamer. Sometimes you will meet people spontaneously in your dreams or in other ways because they want to connect with you and they want you to know certain things. But I'm a little bit... I'm a little bit... uh, influenced by the Tibetan traditions. Not all the way. There's a lot of things I, I totally don't agree with. I don't, I don't agree with a lot of stuff that a lot of religions, traditions, and, and many other belief systems come out with. But, but I would like to present a, couple, a, a few ideas from Tibetan traditions and Tibetan spirituality that are very important to my understanding of the afterlife and grieving only because I had these ideas before I had to deal with the situation I'm dealing with and it's it's it would be basically what what it is is that I've I've had an experience and then later it was shown to be true so that that's the best way to just that's the best way to present that. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, lucid dreaming and meditation have proven to me personally to be the best ways to meet your loved ones in the afterlife. And with that, it's actually important to practice meditation and progress to, if you can, lucid dreaming now, right now, in order to develop the skills or ability or whatever it is you want to call it, to be able to meditate and lucid dream. Because these are the skills that prepare anyone when they practice them and they, and they become proficient 
and being meditators, but specifically lucid dreamers, for the experiences of the afterlife. Now, I know that in some of the Tibetan traditions, some of this is probably talked about, but I'm not specifically addressing the Tibetan traditions. I'm talking about my personal experience. On, on many, many occasions, I've had experiences in the lucid dream state and other phases and other other stages of the of dreams and sleep which of course a lot you know there's a there's a whole lot of reasons why people will give because of that oh it's not real it's your mind blah 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 i'm aware of all that but there are a lot of experiences that i've had in these hypno hypnagogic stages where i'm going to sleep during the lucid dream phases and the hypnopompic states of when i'm waking up that are inexplicable. You don't have to believe me when I say what I'm about to say next, but I had a dream about blowing up the World Trade Center before, right before 9-11, which is very famous, September 11th, 2001 happened. And then I also knew that Donald Trump was gonna get elected and I woke up and I, from a dream of him being elected as president of the United States of America, and I woke up, and then a few minutes later, on television, I saw him getting elected. And of course, there are many reasons, but people will say, oh, well, you saw all these clues, your subconscious mind took this in, blah, 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 so on and so forth. What about the trade, the World Trade Center, and, and so many other experiences? But again, this is, this is just my experience, and so you don't have to believe that. I would like to rather fo- I'm, I'm giving them as examples because these are things that I've actually that I've actually experienced in my life and I'm also sharing other experiences which are having to do with these lucid dream states and how practicing how to be a lucid dreamer and part of that practice is meditating even before you go to sleep can be so helpful in the grief process and and that's why this is called how to meet your loved ones in the afterlife because my beautiful floor elizabeth carrasco i've met her so many times in my dreams that it's been it's been so helpful to me personally because the experiences are so, quote, real, end quote. Right? They're so real. Whether these are just aspects of my own mind doing this or not, I cannot tell the I don't. I just don't know. I, they're so real to me that I'm unwilling to accept that they're just products of my dreaming mind about her. The point is that that doesn't matter. The point about it... What was that? Oh, that was my mouth just on the floor. Let me grab that thing real quick.
We need to have these things happen sometimes to wake up, wake us up out of these trances that I put you in with my voice. So, what we're talking about here is that whether or not the experiences I've had are products of my own mind creating it or not is that I cannot tell the difference and I'm they're still waking life real to me that I'm unwilling to accept that they're just right the word just just the product of your dreams they're just dreams she didn't tell you you know because they're useful in healing they've provided an enormous benefit in healing and that is real that is real that feeling of closure that that feeling of relief that that feeling of love that when someone passes away when someone dies suddenly and they're just ripped away from your life and you're so well for me the state that I mainly dwell in is anger but that that, that feeling of that, that, that shock that initial shock that that sadness that grief that when you you don't get any closure at that time because it's it's just sudden when a, so this is about you know when people suddenly die there may be some similar aspects when you're with somebody on their deathbed and you know they're dying of cancer or another disease that has been taking them away slowly and you know it's coming you're expecting it but there's still a lot of similarities when it just suddenly happens whether it suddenly happens if that person is ne- right next to you or they're across the ocean. But when, when, you, when you can dream about them and you can tell that person you love them and they say, I love you too, or I know that you love me. And whatever these frail human emotions that we have, right? When you can when you can reconcile them, when you can bring closure to these things, when you can actually say goodbye to someone, is very helpful. And throughout this entire presentation about how to meet your loved ones in the afterlife is the point that I'm getting across is that these, these, these practices are very important for many ways. The practice of learning how to meditate and lucid dream can give you closure to these experiences that you may have or somebody that you know may have of losing someone very close to them. They're so healing. I'm talking about personal experience. 
and right now I'm gonna just you know really quickly just go over some quick things that I know about that I've learned about before that correspond with this and it comes from Tibetan spirituality and one of the things that's talked about Tibetan spirituality is the bardo realm and there are several different bardo realms and the bardo B-A-R-D-O you can look it up for yourself you don't have to it, sometimes it gets over complicated but I'm going to give you the basic of it is that it's a it's a transition or a state between one life and the next and in the Tibetan religions or Tibetan spirituality traditions I should say not religions but here's how I interpret it that gives it a more general scope and if, if and when you look up the Bardo tradition from Tibetan Buddhism you'll see that what I'm about to say is a much more complete idea than the things that you hear from there and here's why what I'm telling you is that meditation and specifically meditating and practicing how to meditate and lucid dream using your imagination to find closure with your loved ones is the most important mental activity psychological activity that you can practice when when and if you lose someone that's very close to you and in to Tibet and in Tibetan religion, I'm, I'm going to give a summary of why that is. When you learn how to be a lucid dreamer, when you learn how to guide and steer your imagination very specifically, and 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 when you become very good at that, what's happening is that you're also because it's the same non-physical mental state. What you're also doing is you're learning how to have a, a higher, more powerful, more confident command over your astral body or your spiritual body or your soul body when you yourself pass on into the other life. And so by practicing meditation and lucid dreaming, not only are you able to communicate with those who have passed on, but you build up the strength and understanding needed to be able to better coordinate yourself when you move through these non-physical realms. But anyway, back to my personal experience. It's very important to, to meditate and then to also learn how to lucid dream because through my personal experiences, those things I just mentioned are true. And you will just have it it's it's the difference between okay so here's the thing uh, the the lucid dreaming state as compared to just an, a, a the usual dreaming state is the same thing as if a person were to die and then have those same Analogous, those same similar types of control over their conscious experiences. If you're a lucid dreamer, you have more control and more conscious experience 
and steering and directional control over your environment. Whereas a person who's just more of a passive dreamer, if, a, if and when they die, they're just kind of guided and thrown about by what's happening around them, which is also very important in our waking life to be more aware and to steer yourself through what's going on when you're awake rather than just being pushed around by the things that are happening all around you. And and when you're able to to feel the way you want to regardless of what's going around you going on around you or think the way you want to, which is very difficult because I have a very hard time doing it. And but when I do it it's amazing. But it's called being a mastermind. When you can be a mastermind, it means that you're able to feel abundance in the midst of poverty. You're able to, to experience and feel health in the midst of, of sickness and illness. It means you're able to feel happiness in the midst of, of despair, which is so difficult. And that's why it's called being a mastermind. I very rarely do it, but, but I, when I've had experience, when I do, it seems almost like magic is happening in my life. <clears throat> and that's the goal, in my opinion, to go for. What the hell? Is I am dropping and knocking stuff all over the place here. Right. Uh, I just had a drink. I need to quench my service. Okay, so I, that's it. What phone is ringing? There's a phone ringing. So where, where is it? I have no idea. Alright folks. We're about to get my phone call. Oh, there it goes. I found it, but I don't know who that is. Um, oh, looks like my sister. Let me... Let me give her a call back in just a little bit. But, anyway, so... Um, so that's it, you know, it's, you know, how, how do you, how do you contact, how do you, how to, how do you meet your loved ones in the afterlife? Well, the basic practices are, are, are meditation and lucid dreaming, but the ultimate goal to get to there is to learn how to lucid dream. Because when you learn how to lucid dream, there are a lot of metaphysical skills that supernatural skills, paranormal skills, however you want to label it, that come, or powers even, I should say. There are superpowers, supernatural skills, paranormal skills, metaphysical skills that come with learning how to, to be a lucid dreamer. And some people will discount that. They will say that that's not the case. I'm presenting the case that it is very important to be able to meditate and meditate with a focus on being able to become a lucid dreamer. And then I'll even go further and say that there are distinctions between at least two classes of lucid dreamers. The first class of a lucid dreamer, which, we, which most people just call a lucid dreamer, is someone who becomes aware 
that they're dreaming. And then, but then they just choose to just experience it as an aware person. Then the next step is what's called a super lucid dreamer. And that's a person who not only becomes aware that they're dreaming, but they can control many, if not all of the, the qualities and the aspects of their dream. It's so powerful in the, in the, in the spiritual life and in our life now. This ability to be able to lucid dream is amazing. So that's going to be all for now uh, for how to meet your loved ones in the afterlife. I'm going to talk a lot more about this very important ability to lucid dream. And I also have a new understanding of, of how to move into the realm of souls the afterlife to move in and out of the the afterlife and and how even spirits may do it you know why disembodied souls can come and affect the physical world as in hauntings and like you know knocking things off of shelves and things like that but we too can enter the spirit world and knock shit off their shelves too so that's also something else that can happen anyway um Let's see, I'm going to... Yeah, we're, we're done. That's it. So I just talked about, you know, how to meet your loved ones in the afterlife. And like I said, the very important skill to learn is lucid dreaming. I have a lot of meditative audios about lucid dreaming and that can help you to lucid dream. And the one you're hearing in the background right now is, kind of, is called Hana no Seishin uh, in Japanese, which means... Um, flower spirit and we'll, we'll talk about that more another time but we're done for now oh, I love that bird alright so we're out for now I'm going to click my voice off and, and send you off with a song called Frequency Squeal so that we'll catch you later this is the Demi Phase Podcast Demi Cerebral Neural Phasing my name is Hakeem Ali Bokis Alexander, and I'll catch you on the next wave. Stay well.